Hello, everyone, and welcome to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. For those of you that have heard this show, you know that we are all about spreading the word about the wonderful work Donico is doing to help pets of the unhoused and people in lower income families. If you've never heard the show and haven't heard of Donico, you're in for a remarkably uh, heartwarming surprise because there is so much happening that is benefiting pets and their people. And I always like to ask this question. Have you ever been just on the street in Seattle or perhaps your town? And you've seen someone that looks like they're down on their luck, but they've got a pet. And have you ever thought to yourself, you know, does that pet get any medical care? Is that is that cat or dog okay? Um, do you ever think about what would happen if something happened to that person? I mean, who would take care of it? I mean, those things have crossed my mind. And I mean, I've known people who are not unhoused, but they have lived on such short incomes that um, that if something goes wrong, they have to wait or do a GoFundMe or something. And so I just really believe in the work Donico is doing to help pets and their people so that, as they have said, they don't have to tell people no. So what we're going to do is take a very short break. We'll come back and talk briefly with the president of the board of directors, Marty Casey, who will introduce our wonderful guest today, Amanda Richer, and then Amanda and I will have a conversation. So I uh, can't wait to hear um, what's going to come out of this. It's always, as I said, a wonderful surprise. And um, it's just great to keep learning more. So I'm Marilyn Milano, the host of the show. We'll take a very short break and be right back with Marty and Amanda. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot org. Well, welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And as promised, we're first going to hear from the president of the board of directors, Marty Casey. So Marty, welcome. As always, it's a pleasure to have you and thank you for joining us. I always love to be here. And you know, I always love to talk about Donico Pet Clinic. Absolutely. So excited to be here. One of the best topics ever. So thank you for being here. So um, any words of wisdom or updates that you would like to add? And I know you're going to talk a little bit about our guest before we bring her on. Yes. Well, um, I'll talk a little bit about our updates because they have led us to be in a position where we can have someone like Amanda join us as part of our team. And it's very exciting and looking forward to learning a lot from her. Um, we have opened the clinic and it's running twice a week. We hope to the need is there to have it open three days a week. And honestly, it could probably be open five days a week for eight hours a day and we would still have more needs. So we are really pushing right now to get that third day and be able to serve more people. It is going very well and it is dare I say smoothly, I hate to to jinx anything, but <laughs> all of the people are working so hard. The community has been so receptive. Our community of volunteers, donors, um, people that are work for our, some of our partners and our partners, and the city is so excited also to have us. So it's been, it's a it's a really exciting and fun time because yeah. we do see that we're 
we're having some impact and we all of us just want to keep going and having more impact which means taking care of more animals yes we started in august and we were able to start offering the healthcare to people so when um and amanda will talk a little bit more about this but this has been a, a really a vision of mine for about since i started with donico about five years ago and it's so exciting to see it all come to pass in this pilot program so we're hoping that the results are good enough that it will continue yes and we were able to hire amanda richer as our program manager for the human health care the one health program where we take care of the people when they bring in their pets for vet care yes and i honestly can't believe i got so lucky that when i called her i met her through some different places and on different calls and things of that nature and i said i'm gonna just see if she might be interested and some of the people i talked to said oh no she you'll never get her she's too busy well it was once again serendipitous so i feel like i've had a very lucky year because she was able to she said yes and so we are so excited to have her she has incredible background and experience she's an incredibly knowledgeable person and i know that i learn a lot from her and i hope that she learns a lot from me and a lot from us because we come from all of us bring different perspectives and it's so wonderful when we can learn from each other and yes. on top of all that i have to give her she's a very talented photographer and we have the best photos that we've ever had and i just have to throw this one in she's even taken good pictures of me i didn't think i could ever get a good picture of myself <laughs> so that. um she is a woman of many talents and we we're just thrilled to have her and i won't go on anymore because you'll understand why after you talk to her okay well marty thank you and again you know when we hear these these stories and when we hear about how things are coming together like this it does help reaffirm the the feeling and the thought that there are still good people in the world there is still good to be had in the world and when people come together with the vision so much can still be done so yes. and, and as you said our donors our volunteers i mean some people have given more in terms of money or time other people have donated a little but it all adds up and if it speaks to you oh party, huge it you too. yes it all so. adds up and it really does take this community i said to someone the other day and i felt I shouldn't use this statement, but I said it does. It really takes a village. Well, it takes a community to yes. take, fix the problems that need to be fixed and take care of all the people and the animals oh, that yes. need to be cared for. Oh, yes. But, and I mean, a, a lot of people don't realize Donico has been doing this work for over 35 years. Uh, but now with the extra exposure, the additional clinics, all of this, the word is getting out and so many more animals and people are being helped. So again, thank you for uh, speaking with Amanda and getting her as part of the show. Delighted. Absolutely delighted. So I don't, I don't want to take any more of her time. Okay. I'm really all excited right. that you get a chance to talk to her. All right. Well, Amanda, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to join us uh, on the show today. Thank you. I am just humbled by the positivity that everybody exudes and it's it's a great experience. What led to you deciding to go with Doni Co? I mean, was it a series of, was it the conversations? Was it something you had looked at before? How did you get to the point where you said, yes, this is, this is for me, this is a fit? It was a path. So 
I come from a background of lived experience. So I was injured pretty heavily and needed neurological rehabilitation. And during that time, I had to spend my time under a bridge in Seattle. Um, and so during that time, I had a pet with me, my Rowan, and I was receiving services from an outreach that specifically dealt with animals. And I'd heard about Donico, but I I'd never went there. And then I started working with um, the One Health concept, and and we we've been working on that for years. And when Marty called, because we we're in the same circles, um, Marty called to have a conversation. I didn't even know that she was, you know, like this would be offered to me. I just thought it was such a wonderful thing, and it's so wonderful to see it take shape. Something that you've been promoting, advocating for, and working on for so long, and then to see. Donico rise up and just really have this building and be able to do it and and just see the impact that's being made on on the population that I serve is huge. Well, it is huge. And, you know, you have a unique perspective having experienced some of these things yourself. Um, I think that unless a person has, there's just going to be something that maybe is missed. So um, I'm sure that 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 influences um, you know, your decisions and what you've been doing. So tell us, what are you doing now with Donico exactly? I mean, what exactly, what are the duties? What do you do every day? Just give us a little insight into that. Well, first I come in and say hey to Teresa, who is our wonderful direct uh, director of operations. And she's just amazing. And then we talk about what needs to be done. So usually what, even like an hour before we start, there are people lined up down the street. So wow. I want to make sure to get them, you know, a chair, see if they need a, a bottle of water. I also bring in fruit snacks because oh. I know also it's when you're hungry and your blood sugar is low and you have to get up early, you probably didn't, you know, if you're unhoused, didn't have time for breakfast or anything like that. And it's hard to think and, and, and not be emotional, especially when it's your pet, right? Cause you're already emotional because they're sick. Yes. They're not feeling good yes. and then you haven't eaten. And so just having that little bit of a snack. So um, I think that's really important. And then what I do is I start meeting everybody, talking to them, um, asking, you know, interacting with their pet. It is so wonderful to go out and I ask them if I can take a picture. Um, I try to, you know, really focus on what the animal is doing. I like capturing moments, not necessarily poses. Um, and then I go inside, make sure, you know, does anybody need anything? Um, <laughs> you know, have we, have we reached out to this person? If I hear somebody that, you know, they're interested in seeing a doctor, I go get our doctor on Thursdays and see, you know, she can talk to them. Um, I brought, I just got this really cool thing and I'm super excited about it. And it's, it's something little, but it's, it's something very cool. And it has, has really like warmed hearts is I got a mini printer. And so I can connect my, my camera's Wi-Fi, but it can connect to my phone. So I can actually print them a picture of them and their pet. And that's oh. something that you don't get, right? Like you never get, you know, th th that family photo is just not there because right. most of the time you don't have a support system. Your animal is your support system. Yes. And so to have that family photo, I, I it's brought people to tears. And I was like, that's, that's the thing is, is making sure not just that because the animals have wonderful care. Our vets are amazing, mm. but also making sure that there's that, that comfort, right. Of knowing you're going to be okay. Yes. And talking through these issues and, and showing them a, you know, a lot of times when I say, Hey, I, I have experience too. I I've been out there. There, there forms this trust 
yes. and this bond. Yes. And I think that is super important. So that's, that's what I work on. I also do some social media, of course. I love social media. I love promoting it and advocating and I make sure the word gets spread. I'm in a lot of uh, national spheres as well. And this is a really good idea to have, you know, human and vet care together. It's a great yes. point of contact to start that healing, start that healthcare process. Yes. Yes, I agree. Because when I talked with Marty about this a little bit before, when this was first getting started, the thought that I had is if you as the pet mom or dad aren't doing well, if you're sick, if you're weak, if you, you know, if you're mm -hmm. not getting nourishment, it's very hard to take care of your animal. And then that causes anxiety because for most of these folks, their animal is so important. And I mean, I know when there's something wrong with any of my pets, I mean, I just become an absolutely anxiety ridden, nervous wreck. And to know that there's somebody there who can help, that can help you and help mm -hmm. make sure that your animal's going to be taken care of. And I mean, this kind of leads to the question of uh, the value of the, it's a human animal bond. I mean, many people talk about it. Those of us who've had pets, we we feel like we get it, but you've seen it from a, di a different perspective. Tell us your thoughts a bit on that. Well, I've, I've experienced it myself and I see it in, in the people that I serve and the animals that I serve. But for me personally, I know that uh, complex PTSD was definitely a thing. And so being out there as a single woman alone, it, it's dangerous. It's yes. extremely dangerous. Yes. And so having Rowan there not only helped with safety because she would alert me if anyone came near my tent, but also while I'm undergoing these treatments, sometimes I would have to have, you know, an infusion for three hours. She would sit right there. If my blood pressure oh. drops, she's alerting the nurses. If I'm waking up with nightmares and panic, she's wrapped around my head. This girl went everywhere with me all the time. Oh, and she was the one that I cried into. She was the one that, you know, whether she knew it or not, was picking me up when I was down. And the greatest fear I had while being out there was that something would happen to her and I wouldn't be able to help her. Oh. And that right there is terrifying. Yes. And so the fact that we have places like Donico and people that really, really care is so huge and so important because to get out of that situation and, and we have studies and data to back this up. But, you know, coming from a personal a place of personal experience, having having that support system is key to becoming healthy and integrating again with your community. Yes. And whether and a lot of times that support system, if you're unhoused, is not there because if you had a support system, you might be living with family. Right. Right. So that's not there. And so the support system becomes the beings around you. Yep. Even more so than when you're housed. Yes. Yes. No, I, I can understand that. And again, I mean, your own personal experiences give you so much more depth of understanding. And as you said, you're able to form a bond with some of the folks who are there. And because you truly understand, I'm just gathering that, I mean, the help you're able to offer is on just a deeper level and more effective. And you really do understand what a lot of these folks and pets are needing because you have definitely been there. Now, another question that I had, someone mentioned trauma-informed care. Can you yes. give a brief description of that? Yes, trauma-informed care is really important. And what we do when we go in and we're, we're delivering trauma-informed care is we're having the understanding of the types of trauma that are experienced out there 
and understanding that when we go to do service, that these traumas will be front and center, right? So if somebody is, you know, has had experiences with being assaulted out there, they may be very nervous and sketchy even coming to us. So it has to do with a lot of trust building. It has to do with a lot of understanding and also has to do with a lot of pragmatism, right? Mm Because there's a lot of things that we're like, well, that shouldn't happen. Well, it does though. And so how are we going to, how are we going to approach that and deal with that in a way that recognizes the humanity in that person? Yes. Yes. And I know that some people probably feel uncomfortable talking about things that have happened to them. Maybe there's a level of fear or I've, I've heard some people embarrassment. Say shame. Yeah, shame. They're ashamed. And yeah, I had a woman the other day that was like she, you know, leaned over, she whispered to me, you know, I come from, you know, and I won't say the shelter, but a shelter. And, you know, I, I just want to get my and she's whispering. And I said, it's OK. No one is going to look bad at you because you're poor or can't afford care because she was apologizing. And I remember those days. I remember apologizing for existing. Yes. Not, yes. not, not even just care, just for existing. And so being able to recognize that in someone and understand that feeling and just make them feel like you are not a burden. We are here for you and your pet. This is what we are here for. We are not going to look at you in any kind of way. You know, I think that that's really important. It is important. And I mean, again, as Marty mentioned when we were talking before the show, um, you know, the time goes really quickly when we're having a conversation about things that are important to us. And uh, we have a few more minutes. So I understand that you were involved in some other projects, a number of different projects. Do you want to speak a little bit about some of the other things that you're doing? Yeah, sure. So I have my own organization. I'm a sole proprietor of being. And so what we do is we do consulting and outreach. I get, uh, I collect donations through my YouTube channel and I make sure that those get distributed. I make blankets. So pretty much any, any position that we can, that I can do, because a lot of times it's me and like an assistant, (laughs) but Uh it's whatever I can do to ease that burden. So making contact with nonprofits, when I find somebody who has stuff to give, letting them know where to give that to, when people need things, knowing who to pair them up with. So those things are really important. Then there's the advocacy. So I am a member of National Coalition for Ending Homelessness and National Alliance for Ending Homelessness. And I am a speaker on a national level and an advocate. Um, I also am a consultant for One Health Clinic. I'm the vice chair of the healthcare network for the homeless Seattle King County's governance board. And I am also a a team development lead for Shelter App, which is our resource app that is Mm location-based. So no matter where you are in the United States, you can open that and you will see your services and resources in your area, which is super exciting. That's great. Um. (laughs) I mean, I've had friends in other areas that don't know where to turn. Colorado, you know, places like that. I mean, they don't know where to turn. So where do they find that again, Amanda? A shelter app. It's an app that is, we have it on Apple and um, Android. And so it's, the name is just shelter app. And what it is, is an app that's location based. And so when you, when you, wherever you are and you open that up, it'll give you certain options like shelter, food, help, you know, whatever that person needs. So it's really person centered. And so a cool little feature is in the chat bot, I just, I help design the chatbot responses so that they would be empathetic and understanding that 
if you're looking for resources, you're probably going through a very hard time. Yes. And so I, I tried to program as much as I could the chatbot with really empathetic responses that that come from a place of understanding. And and I think that's important also because sometimes when you're talking to a bot, it feels like a bot and you're like, this is just so detached. I mean, maybe yes, not for yes. getting like that, but for anything, I, I don't even like them uh, for a lot of companies because I'm like, no, I just want to talk to a person. So if you have an empathetic chatbot that can help people get through that's just so much better. Now you uh, mentioned taking the pictures of people and their pets while they're waiting. And I understand. Oh yeah, I'm a are... photographer too. Sorry. Yes, you are, you are a photographer. Tell me a little bit more about that work. We have just a couple of minutes. I'd like to know how that fits in. And, and if there's a website where people can find you, I know people can go to donico.org, which is D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. But I'm also curious if there's a place where people can find you and learn a little bit more about what you're doing. Um, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, most of the time, I don't have a website at this time. So I pretty much use social media and contacts. So I definitely should do more. Anything <laughs> 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 for myself, I really don't um, a whole lot, but um, they can always find me on social media. Um, I would say that um, photography the only thing I came to Seattle with was a camera. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have anything. I had my big Nikon DSLR and I wanted to, I wanted to be a photographer. So I, I documented my experience out there. Um, and through that, I was able to use those photos to help people have, you know, have a little understanding. And so I kind of ran with that and, I just, I love it. It, for me, it's, it brings so much peace and, I love with, especially with the animals, just capturing their different expressions yes. and their ways of being, I can do that in a photograph. Whereas yes. if sometimes in words, I can't describe it. Right. Right. Well, they say a picture's worth a thousand words. And even though that may be an old overused phrase, I think it's true. I mean, there are pictures that just bring you to your knees. There are pictures that warm your heart. And so it's wonderful that you have those skills and talents and are using them. And I mean, as sad as I am to say this, we have to wrap up here in a second. But I do hope, Amanda, that you will come back and join us and share more with us. And for anyone who's been listening, we've been talking with Amanda Richer. That's R-I-C-H-E-R. -E she is uh, able to be found on social media. If you have other questions, you're always able to reach out to Donico, which is D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org and ask questions. But Amanda, thank you for the work you are doing to help yes. and their people. It's really a value and you bring a unique perspective that I think allows people to feel at ease with you and uh, make the work even more effective. Thank you. And you can find me on LinkedIn. That's like probably the best spot. <laughs> okay. Okay. LinkedIn is great. Well, thank you so much. We are thank going you. to take a very short pause. When we return, we'll be here with Eric Crema, who is going to be doing his celebrity pets segment. But in the meantime, just remember that Donico is here to help pets and their people. We'll take a very short pause and come right back. And I'm Marilyn Milano, your host.
Joni Co. Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Joni Co. Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Joni Co. make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Joni Co. Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E dot org. Coming up next on the show is a special feature courtesy of your friends at Team Donico. It's Celebrity Pets with Eric Crema. On today's Celebrity Pets, I'm talking with Kathy Lang, founder of Family Dog Training Center, about Riot, who is a four-year-old Belgian sheepdog. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Now, you have trained an astounding number of dogs. Do you have a number? Last time I tried to estimate it, it was around 100,000 dogs and their families throughout the Puget Sound area. Yes. Wow, that's a lot of smart dogs walking around out there. (laughs) It is, (laughs) and now I see the grandchildren of some of my original students. Oh, how cool is that? You know what else is cool is you have a a really cool name for your dog. Your dog's name is Riot, and Riot is a four-year-old Belgian sheepdog. How did Riot get his name? Well, I've always enjoyed herding breeds, and in 1990, I got my first Belgian sheepdog. Riot is my latest Belgian sheepdog, and I had some friends who bred the litter, and they said, this is the dog for you. I wasn't really ready for a puppy at that time, but they said, no, this, this dog really is ready for you and you should be ready for it because he's got a sense of humor and he gets into trouble and he's very smart and he's just the kind of challenge that Kathy Lang loves. <laughs> a challenge. I like it. It is amazing how uh-huh. different the personalities in dogs can be. Uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Boy, every dog, um, every breed, every bloodline, every mixture of breeds, they are all such unique personalities. And every time I bring a new dog into my household, the the fun part in the beginning is just being open to whoever they, they happen to be. I find the qualities in them that I really like, and I try to encourage those. And the things that maybe aren't so great, I try to redirect those. And I have people who um, ask me to help them evaluate puppies, temper test puppies, so they can get the best dog for them as well. You know, regardless of their personality, it's amazing what dogs can bring to your life, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for all the training that you've done out there and, and making all those dogs so much smarter. And I and I dare to guess they're they're family members too. <laughs> it seems like a lot of the training happens they for are. them. Yes. So thank you for your great work and uh, just just wonderful uh, good thoughts going your way and Riot's way as you, uh, as you walk down this path of life. Thanks, Eric. Nice chatting with you. At you as well. Celebrity Pets, where you discover why the biggest celebrities in your life are often your furry friends. Team Doni Co.'s Celebrity Pets is supported in part by Jerry and Lois Photography, where memories and dreams take flight. Learn more at jerryandlois.com. 
Team Dony Co. hopes you enjoyed this Celebrity Pets interview. Be sure to listen for more in our upcoming shows and log on to donico.org to learn ways to help animals in need. 